This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here, now. Talk about your warfare, your dismantling, your disrupting, your healing and restoring right now we're looking for a little healing and restoring for sam so mm-hmm. between the two shows <laughs> he's been dismantled mm-hmm. his nose specifically darren mm-hmm. i well i kept telling him <laughs> sam don't push me don't don't push me and you know sometimes you just got a bloody a nose and that's what's happened so we're short of sam but we're hoping he's going to run in here in a minute well, hopefully but, um I hadn't thought about switching mics since I could actually run the clips from over there. (laughs) But we have been kind of running through the movie Field of Dreams Mm -hmm. and the dismantling and the – well, actually disruption and then the dismantling, the healing and restoring that goes on, but specifically with the warfare Mm -hmm. that we see within that from – Rodney's idea of using this movie. Yeah, well, and Rodney set it up great in the last episode, too, um, talking about the fact that, you know, there's all these agreements that come in the midst of warfare and that God is always trying to set us free from those agreements. But Satan and the old flesh and um, the world would have you to buy into them. And so, you know, Ray had kind of bought into the, the agreement that I'm a bad son. I'm, uh, you know, I couldn't go home. Uh, there, there's no time, you know, there's, it's too late. There's no time for restoration now. This is my penance. Somehow all of this weird stuff that's happening to me. Um, and that's really what's going on in my life. Not God's trying to bless me with some healing and restoration, which is right. knows and, what's and happening. So what's coming up next here is. We're going to look at some other. Now here comes the world, and the world wants to tell you, Ray, you're a bad farmer, and you need to not be considered about, you know, making any kind of baseball thing because you got a real problem. You're fixed to lose your house. Yeah. And fortunately, he's brought um, James Earl Jones along yeah. on the adventure. Terrence Mann. Terrence Robbie. Mann. His name is Terrence. Okay. His name is Terrence, not Darth. Yes. And he, <laughs> he, he clearly – Helps be the voice of God for him in as to keep Ray from making this agreement. Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. This is fascinating. It is. But the fact remains is that you don't have the money to bring the mortgage up to date, so you're still going to have to sell. I'm sorry, Ray. We got no choice. Ray. People will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa. For reasons they can't even fathom. They turn up your driveway, not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door, as innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course, we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. They'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. For it is money they have, and peace they like. Ray, just sign the papers. And they'll walk out to the bleachers. Sit in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. They'll find they have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines. 
of their sight when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game. And it'll be as if they'd dipped themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick that I'll have to brush them away from their faces. Ray, when the bank opens in the morning, they'll foreclose. People will come, Ray. You're broke, Ray. You sell now or you lose everything. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good. And it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Ray, you will lose everything. You will be evicted. So you get the uh, the world, right? That that makes sense. That, that, that's the, the the thing that's so hard is the logic of the world seems to make sense because that's what we live in every day. And so you have the brother-in-law who's trying to be a good brother-in-law yeah. saying, Ray, you're going to lose everything. You got to, you got to wake up here. You, you got to quit, you know, dreaming the dream and, and smell the coffee. Yeah. Don't chase your dreams, whatever you do. Right. Yeah. So back off, let the enemy just win and just give in and just let it go on. The one thing that I really pick up in that clip when they talk about time in baseball course we know that the world doesn't revolve around baseball but who do we mark time by where does our calendar say you know year 2020 is 20 2020 years after what who was born then and who do we all mark time by and who do we all sit there and say is this this event in history is what we all say is either something happened before it or something happened after it I mean, there's no other figure or event that's... Well, think back. There. You know, it's kind of cool from my perspective. I wasn't the one at this particular meeting that Sam and Darren had. If you have a boot camp, they will come. <laughs> right? Because there was a point where they'd never done a boot camp. Like, what in the world? And, and, and they invested a bunch of money because the whole reason I got involved was Darren came and put $1,000 on the advertising so that people would come, right? Mm -hmm. And step into, and I really see the similarity myself of you guys building the field that literally would bring the healing and restoration to so many men, um, boys, uh, our own families. Yeah, and women too. Um, You know, I mean, because there's been there's been women's ministries that have jumped out of this and we've done some marriage retreats and different things but yeah i mean it was it was basically one of those times <laughs> where um god said if you build it they will come and um maybe that's why this movie means so much to me i didn't really put it all together that way but uh yeah and had sam not said i'm with you let's do it it would have never happened you know, I mean, I, I was ready to go, but um, I, I, didn't, I would have never pulled it off. I would have never been able to get it off the ground and have the first boot camp, much less the 11th or 12th boot camp. 
um, had Sam and and his wife not said, okay, we're with you. Yeah, and it, it was, you know, God used both of us to, to drive each other, you know, to, to have confidence in what he'd laid on both of our hearts, you know, some more recent, some uh, distant. You know, I'd always had, had the vision of wanting to do a boot camp. I thought it'd be in Indiana, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, that never materialized. thought I'd have a band of brothers in Indiana. That never materialized. And God didn't have that in store, but he played that in my heart so many years before and then get a call from somebody I don't even know, <laughs> uh, you know, that says, hey, I want to do some boot camps. And we start meeting and talking and like, let's do it, you know. And, and it's amazing to see how God's grown that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and hardly anyone that we do boot camps with we didn't know any of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Jim Graham. I mean, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. We, we knew Jim and that yep. was about it. But, you know, God had this, this vision that he wanted for us to go do, but it took support of one another to do it. Cause there's a whole lot of reasons not to step into that place. Fear can play one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, as we talked about in the previous show, trusting um, each other. Yeah. And, and good advice, mm-hmm. seemingly good advice from other people. Mm-hmm. You know that that don't really understand the vision that God so, laid out. But so going back into this meeting that I wasn't at, mm-hmm. I can hear. You know, there's a mortgage, Darren. <laughs> you know, there's this, there's that, and 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 the voice of someone saying, "People will come, Darren. People will come, Sam. People that need healing, that need restoration. They're 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 going to come, and they're going to." Do you remember who that might have been? Well, that was pretty much John Eldridge and his team. Um, you know, Morgan Schneider, John, um, uh, and uh, Craig and Bart, those guys, you know, basically said, hey, look, you've got it. Stop coming out here and hanging with us. Go home and and take what you've learned and share it with others. And, um, you know... Uh, I've always been a risk taker. I mean, those of you that hang out with me know that, you know, I'm you too, Robbie. I mean, if you hang out with Robbie and I very long, you're probably going to get hurt physically, <laughs> if not, if not financially or emotionally or something. But, um, you know, I mean, we are risk takers by nature. And so and and my wife was a huge blessing when I came home and said, OK, God told me to do this. And she has always had the mentality of just tell me what I need to pack. You know, I mean, <laughs> if I said God told us to go to Africa, she'd say, okay, what do I need to pack? I mean, do we need to call the realtor that, I mean, that literally that's her heart for God, not for me, but for God, she trusts him enough to believe me. Well, and, and to be quite honest, if it wasn't for our spouses, it never would have worked either. No, no. Because <laughs> they did all the hard work. Right, right. <laughs> you know, the first couple of boot camps, we, you know, we got the talks together. We did that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But all the logistics and everything, they, they handled, you know, where people were staying, you know, everybody getting checked in, all that kind of thing. They made us look way more professional than we really are. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> they did. They had all that handled. Yeah. yeah. They welcomed us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It was fun. So, you know, there's that warfare of, no, I'm not going with you. You know, um, you're not hearing from God. Um, all the old agreements, all of those things um, buy into the logic, as Rodney, you know, talked about, you know, don't just give in to the warfare. Well, it doesn't feel like warfare. That's the thing is it doesn't feel like warfare. As you said, Sam, it feels like good advice from a caring brother-in-law mm-hmm. or a pastor or whomever. 
Um, it feels like good advice. But unless you believe, going back to what Robbie said in the show, that you really do hear from God, and unless you have a relationship good enough with him and his scripture to understand when you really do hear from him that this is his mission, then you will probably buy into those agreements. You will give up on it. You will trust the advice of a well-meaning friend. I'm not saying that, that you know the brother-in-law or the pastor or anybody's an evil person or a bad person. And I'm not saying you know because it's warfare coming from them that you know that makes them evil. I'm just saying you will fall prey to all kinds of schemes that Satan will use to keep you off track and not let you get to this restoration and healing. Yeah, the, the, the point that, you know, God will bring people along with you on the journey, maybe not initially, but at some point he brings people along with you, and you see that in Scripture. You know, you, Paul, you know, walked along with, he had, had Timothy that he worked with, he had um, Barabbas. Uh, yeah, thank Barnabas, you. Barnabas. Barnabas. Yeah, not Barabbas. That was the other one. <laughs> Barabbas yeah. had a little tough time. Yeah, that, well, yeah, that was a little bit different guy. But uh, there's people that walk along with you. And we're, we're going to pick up the story again here. And it's another character, this Moonlight Graham. And I want to talk about a little bit why we want to play this clip when we come back after playing it. But you can't walk in the story with God and walk into dismantling, disruption, dismantling, healing, and restoring without impacting others. God just doesn't leave you isolated in the story. And that's what we get to see here is there's more going on than what you ever can see. You build a baseball field in the middle of nowhere and you sit here and you stare at nothing. Not nothing. And you turn your daughter into a space Get your space. hands off. I'm trying to help you. Is she all right? I don't know. Is she breathing? Should I get the car? I'm going to call emergency. Annie, wait. What? What do we got here? She fell. This child's choking to death. You're up. Hold it steady now. <coughs> Hot dog. Stuck in her throat. <laughs> oh, she'll be all right. She'll be turning handsprings before you know it. Thank you, Doc. No, son. Thank you. Oh, my God, you can't go back. You can't go back, can you? It's all right. I'm sorry. It's all right. I best be getting on home. Before Alicia begins to think I got a girlfriend. Hey, Doc. Good work, Doc. How's it going, Doc? Don't miss you, Doc. Wouldn't work for me one day, would it, boys? Okay, Doc. When did these ball players get here? <laughs> hey, rookie! You were good. You know, when you walk with God through the, 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 the challenges, the obstacles, the healing, the restoration that he puts you through, others are impacted. You, you know, we, we still do these boot camps when we're on, I don't know, 20-something? I, I, I don't even know what number we're on, you know, that we've been doing. But 
every one of these boot camps, God's still continuing working on each one of us, right? He's still doing the disruption, dismantling, healing, restoring when we work on a talk. You know, he's bringing things to surface. You know, he's bringing back things that we thought we'd long dealt with that we have to go a little deeper or, or new things are surfacing. And in the midst of working on us, he works on others. And that's a cool thing. And that's what you hear with Moonlight Graham. This guy's a doctor when you meet him in the story. And he gets to go back and be a youth because he had been a baseball player and always wondered, could he really be a good enough? Could he really be good enough? And so in his story, you get to see a little mini disruption when they come get him, dismantling of what he believed to be true, healing and restoring in his life. And then he stepped back into the role he was meant to play. And Darren, I think you talked about that, that, that he stepped back into that unique identity. Yeah, I mean, Robbie and I both were talking about that before the show that, you know, the identity that he steps back into, Robbie said it best, was that he stepped into his real identity, you know, because I had said, you know, that sometimes there's a choice that has to be made. You know, he had to make the choice. Do I step out of this fun of playing the game with my heroes and wondering if I could be a hero like them? Or do I step into this identity that I stepped into years ago? And he, and he had to make that choice, but Robbie brought it up, you know, that... Well, I, you know, I love the visual of it, which I hate people can't see it. Mm -hmm. But there he is out in the field as a young man, you know, beautiful. He's running because the girl is dying. Mm -hmm. And he realizes his passion is to save this girl mm -hmm. more than it is to play baseball. And he makes that step. And it's beautiful. But even though he's walking in his identity, he's walking in his calling that God gave him, doesn't mean that he still doesn't need disruption, dismantling, healing, and restoring. And you can be right in the midst of where God's got you called. You could be right in the sweet spot, but he's still working on you, right? Because you're not fully there. And that's a line at the end where he says, hey, rookie, you were good. He, you know, you have what it takes. It's a beautiful scene. Just beautiful. I mean, I'm not done, Sam? No, no. Yeah, no, you got a little bit further than the rest of us. Now I oh. have further. I just moved back. On the, on the, on the. I was going to go sit back and kick up my heels. <laughs> you know, it, as you go through, and, you know, this is the after hours, and so it's not as much structured as, as the other show, but how, can you name the last boot camp that you were working on something to give you know, to to the, the, the group, you know, that you're presenting to the group that God didn't just, like, blow your own socks off on something he's working on in your life? Yeah, my father had actually just died um, hours before the la the boot camp this last spring. And uh, I don't know if you guys remember that he showed me that pine cone that um, had – I thought it was going to be a great illustration <laughs> of, you know, what a, a pine cone holds seeds and it's going to be fruit and all this stuff. Well, that died overnight. But only when it died could it do what it was meant to do. Right? Because mm -hmm. the pine cone, when it dies, I didn't realize it until I had this thing happen. And when it did, it opened up so the seeds could come out. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, my gosh. I was going to use it for whatever example I'll never, ever forget. You know, that morning looking up and going, what happened to my illustration, God? And I actually walked outside. I was going to throw it down. I was like, this is stupid. Why did you do to this my pie God? Cursing yeah. the fig tree, were you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, God, um, 
a couple of boot camps ago when uh, you were out with mm-hmm. pulled hamstrings from head to toe. <laughs> yeah, um, it was all hamstrings. Yeah, was, <laughs> and, you know, I was doing a talk on, you know, accepting um, our role as, you know, being fathered by God. And, uh, um, and I had the talk completely prepared uh, weeks ahead of time. And knew exactly what I was going to do and how I was going to do it. And uh, through times of prayer for some of the men at the boot camp and some of their stories, um, God, you know, came in and and reminded me of some things in my own story, um, and completely and totally changed that that talk and had me talk about the 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 shame factor of growing up with a father who was handicapped and um i wasn't really ashamed of him but he walked in shame often and so you you get that by generational curse if you will and um it was a huge breakthrough moment for one of the guys at at the boot camp who had almost left Mm-hmm. and and stayed and stuck it out that night and was there to hear that talk the next morning and uh made a huge impact in his life it uh this last boot camp for me i was, was going to do a talk that i did at the first boot camp you know and i'd done it you know several times before not every boot camp because they switch up and god has different one of us do different talks and i was doing the wound talk and i was giving it and, and talking a little bit about some wounding that i'd had you know, growing up and, you know, what God had done for me and, and, and where he chose to go this boot camp was my youngest son, who's been a part of the last you know, th- several boot camps with us, helping out and filling in and being a vital team member with us, you know, pulled me aside afterwards and he said, hey, can we talk about some things? Because God brought some stuff up to me. And it was about me as a father wounding him, you know, and it, it was so uncomfortable, <laughs> but it was also so necessary you know, I mean, it was it, and honestly, it was a great weight being lifted off of me as well as he was able to share with me. You know, and I could talk to him and apologize to him about how I let my brokenness wound him. You know, and some of it in the midst of of doing boot camps. You know, just because we're in the process of being healed doesn't mean we're fully there. You know, and, and so there was some great healing and some great understanding for me in this last boot camp coming from my son as God was working on his heart, you know, and, and it's, it's hard for it not to have ripple effects. You know, God designed it to have ripple effects and he's going to let it impact others. And when we arrogantly or defiantly or refuse to step into the dismantling process and let him do that, how many other people are robbed of the ripple effect that it could have happened with you? Not that God won't do it another way or another time, but how many people are impacted when you don't allow it to happen? But that warfare is real. That warfare feels real. It's not real. It feels real. It comes at you very, very hard. Well, it is real, Sam. I yeah. mean, the warfare is real. Um, does it have to stop you? No. I mean, you know, as Rodney brought up earlier, um, when you realize that that the enemy is pushing back or my old self is pushing back so hard in a particular area, that probably means that's the area I need to go after, right? Mm -hmm. That's where I say, okay, God, please come into this 
help me understand what agreements have I made with Satan about myself or about you or about others and 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 allow God to begin to expose those lies because the power of a lie is that we believe it Mm -hmm. a a lie is powerless until someone believes it and then it has power and so God is he wants to be our father he wants to be our husband because the father and the husband scripturally go read the book of numbers many other places but scripturally our father and our husband can break those agreements that we've been in um and he will but he also wants you to recognize them so that you don't go there again and he wants you to be an active participant in the breaking of those agreements and so um and that's a a lot of what happens at boot camps is we we hear guys you know say you know, I've been living under this agreement that I wasn't man enough mm-hmm. all my life, that I couldn't be a leader, um, that, you know, I, I've had too many affairs. I've been addicted too long. Um, we've had pastors there that had bought into the agreement that, you know, I've got to be Mr. Rogers. I've, I've got to be, you know, the deacon in charge of the thermostat nice, you know, <laughs> and I can't fight a great battle. And listen, if Christianity's not a battle – I don't know what is. Yeah, at every level, this warfare does come back to agreements. It's the world trying to get you to make an agreement. It's the old self trying to get you to make agreement. It's the enemy trying to make you get an agreement. When I'm sitting there and I'm talking with my son in our cabin after the wound talk, I could feel the enemy continually trying to get me to make an agreement. Oh, just say it this way. It won't sound as bad. You know, (laughs) You you can come off not being such a jerk. Well, no, I was such a jerk, right? And I need to admit to that because he knows it and I know it, and let's just get through it together. You know, probably the greatest thing for me was that next day we were on the way to my other son's football game, and he's like, hey, Dad, I didn't tell you this yesterday, but I just want you to know I forgive you. (laughs) You know, and how powerful that felt to me. You know, and there's a lot more healing and restoration that we need to have. But, man, that's one big piece, and that's what this whole process has been about. Yeah. But know that it is it is opposed at every level. Yeah, every level. It's going to keep coming at you, coming at you. And, you know, you just have to have the strength to say, you know what, this sounds like an agreement. And you got to get the ears to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever you think that someone's trying to get you to do something, it's probably trying to be an agreement. Right? Unless it's God, then listen to him and go with him. Yeah. And, you, you know, you're being opposed about coming to the boot camp. You know you want to come. Yeah. But you're thinking, I, I can't come by myself. Most of us went by ourselves the first time, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And to go to the boot camp, go to masculinejourney.org and register for April 2nd through 5th. See you next week.